Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. I'm delighted that you've joined me. Hope you had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Let's get to it. Many of you have been contacting me with a problem that I feel keenly as well, and it has to do with American politics. You're a conservative. You're a good person. You are right of center, perhaps not extreme right. You are glad for a lot of the things the Trump administration is doing. Perhaps you're thrilled with their policies towards Israel. You're pro-Israel, and so you're thrilled for what they've done towards Israel. Perhaps you're pro-life, so you're thrilled for what this administration's done towards, uh, towards abor- about regarding abortion, and they're taking a pro-life stand. Uh, you're, you're, perhaps you're very, very happy with the justices that have been put on the Supreme Court, etc., etc. But you are disgusted by Donald Trump. And I got to tell you, a huge number of the conservatives I know, a huge number of people who are on the right side of the political spectrum, uh, and I mean that in terms of political right, um, are disgusted by Donald Trump. I'm telling you, congressmen, senators, people in D.C., uh, whose jobs professionally require requires that they stand for Donald Trump and speak for him and go on the talk shows and so on, will privately say that they just find him to be a, a rather disturbing human being. So you are not alone. You're dealing with this. How do you deal with this? How do you make an apologetic for it? And especially since uh, there's no alternative on the other side. There's no alternative within the party. Donald Trump is the front runner for the Republicans, not just in this election, but for quite a while. And in fact, he has, in a sense, remade the Republican Party to a large degree. And so some of you who are listening right now who are strong Trump fans, you might be surprised to hear that there are people out there who are conservatives, but also disgusted by Donald Trump. Well, let me help you with that just a little bit. This past Memorial Day weekend, now this is a weekend where we ought to be celebrating and grateful for the, those who have given their lives uh, in our nation's history for our freedoms. Yeah, it's fine to raise a glass, fine to barbecue, fine to have a good time, but, but, but it ought to be a weekend of reflection. On this weekend, Donald Trump uh, accused Joe Scarborough, who hosts the show Morning Joe on MSNBC most weekday mornings, um, of murdering his intern when he was a congressman from Florida. Now, I don't know anything about the details of that situation. I do know Joe. We're friends. And he's a good guy. Uh, and, and there's no evidence that he did this. And so what happened when the president decided to break this out publicly over a holiday weekend is he brought trauma to the family that does not for a moment believe that Joe Scarborough murdered their daughter. Um, and this now has been aired publicly and all the sordid details, apparently, and I do not know the details. I'm not an expert, uh, but apparently an intern was killed in the offices of Joe Scar- Scarborough and even, uh, placed horribly, uh, there once she was dead and in such a way as to shock. I mean, it's a, it's a sordid and terrible tale. Nobody's raised serious question about Joe Scarborough doing it. Nobody's accused him. No police, no investigator uh, even has had him in mind for this situation. And so here the president of the United States, who, by the way, is the senior law enforcement official in our country, is raising questions about whether a former congressman has murdered his intern. 
Donald Trump also went after certain people in the military. Uh, He again trashed Jeff Sessions, a member of his own party and his former attorney general. I mean, it, it is it is a even if you are a conservative, even if you especially if you are a conservative, uh, you find this behavior very disturbing. Uh, let's lay aside the egotism. Let's lay aside the adolescent nature of things. Let's lay aside that it's very common for him to whip out on Easter Sunday morning or Good Friday some self-centered. Um, the defense of his record or something like that. This is not an easily likable man. This is not a man whose character uh, is such that he is going to endear himself to people who try to be righteous. And I mean that word righteous in the broadest possible sense, not just in the Christian sense, but who try to be right standing, who try to be good people, uh, who try to live by a moral code. Uh, This is not a man who engages that way. And I'm not just talking about past life. I'm not not just talking about strippers. I'm talking about the way he has conducted himself in office. There's an adolescent nature in his tweeting. Uh, There's a self-centeredness. There's a blindness. There's a tone deafness. Uh, There's a viciousness and a meanness and a pettiness and a smallness that is just difficult to get around. And yet, If you are pro-life, where else do you have to go? If you are pro-Israel, where else do you have to go? If you are strong defense, where else do you have to go? If you are for the rule of law and limited government, where else do you have to go? And this is the conundrum that many people are feeling. This is the challenge. This is the trouble. And so I want to help you just a little bit with this by saying to you, That in politics, you've often heard me say in this podcast that politics is often a choice choice between hold your nose and hold your nose tighter. And of course, that rings a laugh, but it is part of the situation that we are dealing with. In politics, you have to cling to your principles. It's principles first, not personalities. Principles first, not personalities. Know who you are. Know what you believe and then find the person who's closest to your values and vote for them. It does not have to be a personality cult. It does not have to be that you are endorsing this person personally. If I have to choose right now between Joseph Biden and Donald Trump, I would vote for Donald Trump. And I will tell you that I am disgusted by Donald Trump. I am not a a huge fan of Donald Trump's. I am tired of our presidents tainting our national life, tainting the souls of our children. Uh, I, I do a lot internationally. I am embarrassed by this man's conduct. Not to mention that some of the causes that I work in internationally, like the cause of the Kurds, he has completely made a muck of and betrayed. So this is not a man I am enamored of. This is not a man I am endeared to. This is not a man I I, I can hold up as exemplary. Still, politics is not, despite all the attempts of the modern press and the modern political machines to make it otherwise, politics is not primarily about the personalities. Uh, There's a scholar I deeply admire who wrote a book called The Messianic Nature of American Politics. And I believe that that's what's happened. We don't just treat our candidates as people to go uh, enforce or push or advocate for certain value systems. We see we have to see them as messianic. Um, I read something a Christian wrote here just this past week. If Joe Biden wins the next election, it will be the end of America as we know it. Now, I have no 
love uh, for Joe Biden. And I've, I've already done a podcast where I've explained to you uh, how I think he compromises his values and I couldn't possibly vote for him. But I don't believe the world is going to come to an end because he's president. Uh, I hope he doesn't become president. Uh, any more than the world has come to an end because Donald Trump, with his crazy adolescent nature, um, has spilled out onto this country. My point is that we have to stop thinking in messianic terms. We are not electing the Messiah. We are not asking someone to change the entire country overnight. We are asking someone to provide leadership and to stand for certain values we might agree with. So you are not being immoral to vote for a president who may be personally immoral, but holds your views. Let me tell you something. If two communists were running for an office, for office in some country that I lived in, and one of them was pro-life and one of them wasn't, I'd vote for the communist who was pro-life. And people would later say, well, Mansfield's voting for, Mansfield's voting for, for, for some communists, but I'm voting for the guy who is as close to my values as possible. So what I'm not saying here is Donald Trump's awesome. We all ought to just rally to his standard. What I am saying is in American politics, this election, this president, these candidates, or other ones in the future, you've got to vote as close, as close as you can get to your values. And do not be disturbed. Do not be conscience-stricken. Do not be backed off the power of the ballot because the person is not your ideal person because the person is not uh, someone that you consider to be exemplary. It's lovely when we have someone, I would say a Reagan, for example, or uh, George W. Bush, I can even say, I could turn to my son and say, you know, I'd, li- I'd be happy if you had some of the characteristics in your life of George W. Bush. In fact, I can actually say when it comes to personal family life and character that I can say to my son, you know, for you to have some of the personal values of Barack Obama and the way he loves his family and loves his daughter and conducts himself and keeps himself uh, ethically and morally clean as far as we know. Um, Yeah, I can say, son, model, go after that. Uh, So uh, it's great when we have those kinds of people. But when we don't, and we've got people who are who may represent some of our values, but are just otherwise, we would never, you know, I've had people in D.C. say they don't even want to have dinner with Donald Trump, but they'll go on Fox and support him. And you see the conundrum they're dealing with. Uh, I, I know one, one fairly well-known politician says, I don't want him anywhere near my wife. Uh, that's what I think of his character. But he does stand relatively consistently for the things I most, most care about in politics. I'm not advocating uh, compromise. I'm, av- I'm, I'm working against perfectionism. The idea that if we don't have the personal candidate, we shouldn't vote for a candidate. If we don't have the perfect candidate, we shouldn't vote for a candidate. And I got to tell you, that's going to hurt us if we're not careful. So lighten up on yourself. If you feel like you're supposed to vote for Donald Trump because he represents your values, but you find him to be a disgusting person, understood. Do what your conscience tells you to do. Vote your values. We're not voting for the Messiah. We're not voting for a guy. Now, he absolutely will imprint the country with his character. There's no question about it. There's absolutely no question about it. And I've heard some of the dumbest things I've ever heard come out of the mouth of a politician come out of Donald Trump's mouth. Uh, And yes, it taints us. And yes, it taints us when he seems to be uh, speaking in support of white supremacists. And yes, it damages us. No question. So you have to weigh all that. What I'm trying to do is disattach remove, separate you voting for your values 
and the character of the individual you're voting for having to be ideal. It ain't going to happen. It's happening less and less in our history. I'm sorry for that. We've had some glorious men of character in this office, people who were exemplary, people we needed at the time. And we've also had some real dogs. We've also had some real sexual perverts. We've also had some real drunks. Uh, We've also had some very weak and immoral men. So it's nice when we can have the positive guy. But what I want to say to you is you decide what you believe and you find the candidate closest to it. And if that person's character is not perfect and ideal, then know that that's been the case the majority of times we've had presidents in American history. Still, always pursue your values. Always pursue getting as close as you can to the values ideal that you believe in. Because that's what will cause you to be of impact in American politics, and that's the value of the ballot. And that doesn't mean, then, that you are accountable for everything that person ever does. If that's the way it worked, we would never vote for anyone. Because no one is perfect. And everyone who gets in office is flawed and will make mistakes and will in some way taint the country with those mistakes and with their low character. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.